Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at No Clutch Nate. I'm the guest, third time's the charm, Phil Dragish. You can find me on... Just go to phildragish.com, honestly. I think that's... I need to update my website, and this is a good time for me to start updating my website because there's a lot of things I need to change. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I also highly recommend your Instagram where you post your artwork. Oh, thank you. Yeah. stuff on there. Oh, thanks. That is yeah. at it is the man himself. That's yeah. kind of where I put like most of my goofy art. But there's also Phil Dragish where I put more painty stuff. So but I always, I always appreciate the range that you have. Like oh, thank you. The, the way you can change up styles and thank tap you. into the different, you know, art no, pieces. I, I, I always love it. I Great really, time. really appreciate that because it's been years of me really trying to do that. I The inspiration was, you know, uh, Disney animation because I remembered seeing credits of there's a lead animator and then there's other animators working on each individual character, at least for the 2D animation. Mm. And I thought, well, if they can do that, you know, this requires you to imitate the style of the lead animator or the character designer or the art director, you know, and if they can do that, well, why can't I do that? I want to do different styles if they can do different styles. So that kind of became uh, the, the point of where I just wanted to push myself to try all those different things and not just be just not just do one thing. Oh, and, of course. Yeah. I've been doing that exercise. for like, like yeah. you said, to push yourself. That's yeah. I've been doing fantastic. that for like 12, 13, 14 years. It's been, uh, wow. It's been a struggle, but it's been a very rewarding one and very fun one. So the painstaking yeah. art. <laughs> That's what art is. It's nothing but pain. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it, say it once more for the people in the back. It's nothing but pain. Today, we're talking about minute 178 of part six, Something Darker. It's going to start with Cyborg saying one-on-one to to, to fuse with the box. And then um, minute's going to end with Aquaman saying to fight uh, the devil and his demons in hell. And they're talking about going to Pajornov to fight uh, Steppenwolf to stop the unity, as they call it. So... Um, this is a really good minute that that captures mm-hmm. um, how Cyborg is feeling coming from last week, which was the death of Silas Stone, not being able to save his father as um, Dr. Silas Stone like takes his own life in order to uh, mark the mother box so that when Steppenwolf does take it, that they can at least track it. So he does like a heroic act um, for his son. His son cannot save him feels really bad about it and so in this minute here um cyborg's like i've got nothing left i'm gonna go and um tap into this mother box and and break break up the 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 unity that it has from the inside out um Mm. and then of course wonder woman being this amazon with all this knowledge and wisdom she's saying that these mother boxes will destroy you um mentally if you go into that uh into that realm kind of like this cyberspace if you will so but the team agrees to do it they say you know what if that's if that's how you want to do it um yeah. of course batman's probably thinking that's strategically sound well you're allowed to do it it doesn't matter if you're gonna sure. die because that's <laughs> that's what you should do yeah but there's there's also that's what i wanted to bring up there was this wonderful little beat at after cyborg says well if i 
if I die, we all die, period, right? That's kind of what he said. Mm -hmm. and, I, and there was this beat, and everyone's just looking at him. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, he's got, first of all, he probably at this point feels like he's got nothing to lose. But um, also, uh, stakes are pretty high. Stakes are pretty high in this case. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's a lot. And I wanted to bring up Cyborg in this, in, in this situation because what the hell were they thinking for <laughs> the Justice League? <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting that out there because when I first watched Justice League and Cyborg was there, I thought he was such an unnecessary character. And I thought why he was just he's just there to so they can make a, a, a Cyborg movie, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I go and watch that. I think that was one of the best things about the Zack Snyder Justice League version is that um, he's got so much more of a story and it kind of feels like in a way it's kind of his movie. Yes. Yeah. Because there's so much of uh, like his character progression uh, and, you know, dealing with his condition, as, as you would say, uh, within the entire story, which, can, you know, has to do with these boxes, has to do with Steppenwolf, has, you know, Darkseid is in it. There's this whole, you know, invasion war situation going on. And um, but yeah, I think other than Superman, who's in here, but I do think that... Um, but I do think Cyborg has more of a central presence in 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 all the other things that happen in the story, which is wh why wasn't that in the in the first? One? I don't understand. I, like, I mean, we talked <laughs> yeah. about it. We know. I know. But I'm just still just yeah. rhetorically yeah, saying I don't understand. I can't believe baffling, it. right? Where yeah. it's yes. literally your main character, your driving force of this movie. You just remove it, and. The worst part about it, really, I think, is that they were still able to, like, trick themselves into believing that they had a cohesive project at the end of it, <laughs> where it was like, yeah. you removed so much, and yet you're still like, well, it's still, it's still got four wheels and goes forward, so... Shut up. You no. know what? That works. It's like, wait, but hang on, it's... It's got no doors on it, or you know, it's, it's got no it's, doors on wait, it. The steering wheel, yeah, wait, yeah. It's the steering one. wheel fly. How about a good steering wheel that won't fly off? And you know what? This steering wheel flew so far off. Um, yeah, it's it's just baffling. Um, where you just go, where? How did you remove that entire aspect? I've said it so many times before, but this movie um, is a Superman movie, but it is the Superman movie, and Cyborg is the Superman. Uh, Ooh, it's. I mean, our That's listeners are gonna, you know, scream at me for constantly saying it every single week, but uh, it's so true. And the more you get into this movie, the further down you go, you realize that oh yeah, Cyborg is an integral point in this entire structure. Like this, all of this was leading up to him. Um, I wanted to point out that you had uh, said about the beat uh, after Cyborg says his, uh, his you know, if, if I got to try, you know, I'll, I'll, die, I'll die trying kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, that beat where, you know, we pointed out with Batman looking over to him and be like, whoa, hey, hang on, what are you, you're actually saying that? I think is it, it's a massive moment. This is also Victor Stone Cyborg, who uh, is pretty green around the gills being, you know, a yeah. hero. 
in this kind of sense, he's done it naturally in his life that just gives him that quality of, of a good person, right? But day one out the out the gate is just like, yeah, I got to do what I got to do. And you know what? If I die, that's fine. Because if I don't do it, then everybody else dies. The fact that Batman is, one, not saying anything to like stop him, to say like, hey, whoa, hang on, just pump your brakes, dude. You would expect him to do that to any sort of Robin that would say like, I'm going to jump in here and start kicking. Be like, wait, yeah. hang on, think about it. Um, yeah. This one, Cyborg's like, uh, I can do this. Like everybody's gonna die, or uh, unless I don't try. Batman's like, oh, I think you're right, dude. So one, I'm not going to say anything. Two, oh, sorry, little little bark there. Uh, two, he's agreeing with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the fact the fact that Batman, um, I think is so beside himself that Cyborg is just naturally doing this whole uh heroic gesture of you know, sacrificing himself for the greater good. Um, I think Batman being a 20-plus season superhero of, of you know, fighting crime and, and doing the whole hero shtick um, and doing it the way that Batman does it, where he is every single night going out, like, if I don't do it, then everybody's going to die kind of thing. Mm. Um, the fact that Batman is, like, hearing this day one superhero say that thing that a 20 year old seasoned Batman would just normally jump into without even questioning is kind of telling right that's a big deal it's like (laughs) oh snap Victor like you're not supposed to be offering that yet like you're you're not supposed to be doing do or die stuff right now you're supposed to be doing what is you know strategically sound um because you're not me. You're not a scared kid with, with par- parental problems that, you know, found solace in, in dressing up and jumping off of rooftops. Um, so it's really cool to see just this Batman, uh, like, accept a team. Oh, my gosh. To accept a team consensus of um, do or die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's um, with, with Cyborg, you know, I, it, maybe people didn't get a cyborg movie but this could be that movie like we have a cyborg yeah. movie I, I believe there's um, there may be even a way to cut this movie into just a cyborg movie like there might be a way to do you know you could, i think so yeah you could whittle this movie down into just a cyborg movie that has cameos of the justice league helping him through it um because he being a product of the mother box he's connected to the MacGuffin he's connected to the villains in a way yeah and so um he really does become the main focus and like you said Nathan he is kind of like the main superhero he could be considered mm. like he's like this new technological uh cyborg superman if you will and yeah. it's like he can he can be that character um and it, it works really well this this arc that cyborg has in, in this movie is um, just phenomenal so mm-hmm. it, it really is the cyborg movie and and glad that's, that we have that and that's what and, i was most impressed by yeah by this by this the Zack snyder cut yeah yeah it, so. it's um it's nice that they decided the the creative team behind this they said that if if we we're, we're told by the powers that be you got to have these characters in this movie right and that's that's it's like you have to put cyborg in the justice league and you go okay but if I'm going to put Cyborg in the Justice League movie, I'm going to I'm going to make it so you know I'm going to make it so that it makes sense you know, um, and so I I enjoy that they did that versus the theatrical cut that would say <laughs> he's got to be in the movie and you go there it is he's he's there 
you, you got him. Yeah. Right, you have yeah. Him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, tacked on. I can't believe it. But yeah, and, I'm just so surprised that there's so much footage of him. Like, there's an actual character <laughs> and story arc that they just took out. They do it as well in um, the TV show that that we talked about, Doom Patrol, um, where Cyborg. What, they cut was out Cyborg again. again. Yeah. They no. Um, he, he's uh, baked into the the. Uh, the show, like they were, like the powers that be said, Cyborg yeah. has to be part of the Doom Patrol, and we thought that was weird. But you said, and we we spoken to some of the writers. Oh wow! Uh, that have guested on the show, and they they said, yeah, like Cyborg was, he came with the show. It was like in its inception, it was like uh-huh. you, here's your Doom Patrol characters that you get to work with, and you've got to put Cyborg in it. He worked out so well in that show because of the same thing that's in this, where it's like he didn't want to be this, you know. His his dad was never there for him, and then when he died and his mother died too, his dad brought him back to life as this, um, you know, metamorphosis like, like Kafka, you know, just Frankenstein monster. And so it's like I didn't want this life, and Doom Mm -hmm. Patrol is very much like that. All the Doom Patrol characters are like, I just want to be normal. But I'm not allowed to be normal because I'm this yeah. ugly thing. And so Cyborg fit in very well. And so mm-hmm. the four seasons of Cyborg that we had in that TV show had that growth and that turmoil between him and his father. And like at one point, Cyborg like gets rid of his um, cybernetics and has like this surgery that like makes him human again. Mm. And then he realizes that with the armor, without the armor, he still wants to be a hero. So mm. that like he still goes and does it. And yeah. It's yeah. like, you can't take that part out of him anymore because he's realized that he just wants to help people. And yeah. So, um, it's, it's very, very well done in the show. But at first everyone was like, why would cyborg be part of the doom patrol? So, um, well, yeah. I'm sure they answered that with the, with the show. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. So yeah. it, was a, it was a great time to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see what else is going on. <laughs> what else is going on here? Yeah. And uh so um yeah, we we Cyborg um there's there's a line here after uh, he has said his piece and then uh Barry Allen says, "Well, if, if, if Victor wants to fuse with the doom boxes, I say we put him in the doom boxes." Um which I like that term. I mean, <laughs> instead of calling it the mother box, they call it the Doom box, which uh, again yeah, makes I, me think of Doom Patrol. So yeah. Oh, nice, nice, right. Um. So I have a question here. So yeah, what I, I'm sure you guys are more familiar with the um. This is a little out of co- like this is a little bit not part of the scene, but still, I'm very curious, and I don't know if anyone asked you this or anything, but like, for someone who knows a lot about you know. I, I know a lot about DC and Marvel. By that I mean, I always, when I was younger, I always rented uh, or borrowed from the library these big books of like the DK encyclopedias, and yes. I just mm-hmm. poured through all that. That's yeah. how I got all my knowledge. I never really read any comics, but I read all the DC encyclopedias and like the DC and the Marvel encyclopedias, and so I know the hierarchy of like all these godlike beings, right? And for example, I know Doom, uh, not Doomsday, wow. Uh, Darkseid Dark is kind yeah. of, you know, he's like the, pretty much the big bad, the nemesis of Superman, I'm assuming, I'm not sure. That That's where I get a little fuzzy. And mm-hmm. then so down, so, because we had, we have, because in this movie, 
pretty much like the villain is uh, Steppenwolf, right? Yes. Whom, I, I mean, what a change in character design, first of all. That's insane. <laughs> that was just absolutely yeah. bonkers uh, how horrible he looked in the first one. Um, and so he's going, he's under uh, Darkseid, right? But technically his uncle. But it's technically... Okay, so, so I, I just like I put I had a face palm moment. I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait a yeah. second. So it's a, so Steppenwolf it's a Hamlet situation that oh. we have going on. So Steppenwolf is Darkseid's uncle. Yes, but he's still like my lord, Darkseid. And it's just, gosh. And then what confused me even more is like I have two friends who are just they they love the DCEU, and they would share with oh. me. They okay. yeah they would yeah they would share with me all this information and stuff when I have when I have questions and I remember a friend of mine uh, just messaging me and going before the Zack Snyder uh, movie came out uh, like Randy Goodness is in this and I'm like what who <laughs> what <laughs> pardon what's what's her name again Granny Goodness yep and then you what? got uh you got uh, scott free and big barda and what the hell is going on this is something i'm so unfamiliar with and it was just so confusing and then dark side has a brother named metron and then there's orion uh yeah, Nate, you want to take yeah. it away from here <laughs> new gods and old uh, gods baby they're oh. fighting in the fields of elysium god i <laughs> So that's this that's one thing that I'm just so like that just threw me off of, like just into a spiral of 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 of, of why why is but, but but why is her name Granny Goodness? What what <laughs> there's a person named Jack Kirby and boy uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nate, what goes on what went on in that guy's head? You know what? Uh, it's just stuff and uh, cool cool visuals. Yeah, I, I I guess so, but correct me if I'm wrong. He did the same thing on the Marvel camp as well, right? Yeah. I mean, like with the Eternals, right? I think there's the Eternals, uh, yeah. and a lot of yeah. the, like the other celestial things is just yeah. like Jack Kirby stuff, where it's just like that's that's good. that's the cool stuff. But you guys don't want to know about that. You guys just want your silly little nanotechnology with your Iron Man, and yeah, yeah, because that's all I know. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know a lot about the other like galactic conflict stuff, and it's it was yeah. a little bit difficult for me to kind of wrap my head around, which is still why I'm so confused. It's almost as if like. Um, I mean, take it back to like elementary school days and stuff, especially when I was uh, mm -hmm. just like learning DC Comics, Marvel Comics and just history and everything like that and where they're pulling from. Um, it was kind of like you were uh, learning a whole new mythology and like, yeah, the mythology was still based in like Greek and Roman and stuff that you were picking up in school, but yeah. it was a lot different and you kind of had your 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 intake of it was not the same um you know you got it in your cartoon forms on your saturday mornings and stuff um so like you would get to see these these beings like you know uh mercury and aries and athena and stuff but they are you know attributed to flash wonder woman and who yeah yeah, aries yeah, as yeah. Well. so aries the same guy um <laughs> but you know what i mean it's it's almost as if like you had to uh I don't even know if it was, I, I guess for me, I was passively learning a new mythology at the same time I was learning what mm -hmm. that mythology was based on, which was just normal human, you know, Greek and Roman mythology. Um, so it was kind of like a lot of it, you know, there was, there was so much going on and 
you know, they, I think it's really cool that they did add the like celestial aspect um, with both DC and in Marvel. Like space yeah. is a big thing with this because um, it, it still exists out there. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, the basis of our myths and legends like could exist, but in, in space. It's like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Absolutely. Um, so it seems like it, c- it could have been daunting at, at, you know, when we were younger and seemed like really confusing but that's probably because you know it was again like i said it was like another mythology that you were tacking onto the mythology that you were already being forced to to know true true that's very true i i'm still confused but anyway uh... <laughs> yeah so and 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 that was another thing that we we've talked about on this show as well is that steppenwolf has um in this version of the movie has had more time to explain who he is what he's after why he's after it what has happened for previously and, and kind of build this villain to not only um, for you to kind of care, care about him, but like to also explain where he comes from so that when we do another movie, yeah, if they could do one that you have more context to who and what is mm-hmm. this big, bad enemy and where does he come from? Um, and so uh, they, you know, Chris Terrio has brought in this kind of Arthurian uh, Shakespearean uh, kind of mythos to, to kind of fulfill Steppenwolf's mm-hmm. character. And so he's kind of uh, like this anti-Percival, but then he's also kind of like this um, sequel to Hamlet where it's like the uncle has betrayed the, the mm-hmm. nephew and then he's, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. repenting by, you know, this kind of banishment, this exile where he must now conquer 100,000 worlds and he's only at 50,000. But then Darkseid's like, wait, you found the anti life equation but then you also found the mother boxes like all right well you do this and then you can come home and then steppenwolf's like i want to come home because i'm sad and then he's like and then he does so and or he tries to and then the justice league foil his ah, his plan so it's, it's yeah. kind of a tragedy for steppenwolf as well where it's like this man just wanted to come home and he's a slave to that's war yeah that's funny that you brought that up because um what i found I've been nothing but positive this whole time, and I thought I was gonna really like be very critical <laughs> of uh, Justice League because honestly, like I don't know Nate if you were here uh, earlier. I I'm not a fan of the DCEU very much. Um, I've only watched each movie probably just once. Maybe I watched Wonder Woman a little bit more than that. Okay. But, um, yeah. No. I there. I I really I I I watched Man of Steel when it came out in 2013 because uh, that was a new thing and, you know, I wanted to see what they were going to do with Superman. I mean, I I felt that Superman Returns when it came out was a little too, uh, uh, how, how would you say, just reverent to the Christopher Reeve yeah, can't films? Be. Like it had to yeah. be. And, like it was, and, it was like it was like mandated because of Superman Lives. It was, about it was that. just yeah. another Christopher Reeves movie. Just saying, yeah. Christopher Reeves. Yeah, Christopher Reeves. No S. But Reeves. okay, okay, okay. You want to get on? <laughs> Sorry. Now, back in two two thousand seventeen, I'm back at the comic book store. Oh gosh, screaming oh, at me from behind the counter. <laughs> get out I'm of sorry, here! Didn't... Do you want your Magic the Gathering booster or not? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't want to bring up any bad memories there, but. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I, I just watched it because it was, a, you know, it was a kind of a new take on Superman. And, you know, I, like I said, Superman Returns was a little bit too, too in, you know, in the past, but not in a good way. Because, yeah. like, there wasn't much going on and, with that uh, other than other than being what it was. And, um, 
the rest of the movies I watched, I watched out of morbid curiosity more than genuine interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why, like I said, I didn't watch Justice League in theaters. And um, I only watched the Zack Snyder cut because I was very curious about this whole thing. Because, you know, the whole situation where everyone was going, release the Snyder cut. The Snyder cut exists. It doesn't exist. There was this whole debate about it. And I was telling, you know, before you came up, uh, I was I was telling Mark uh, just about like, you know, how different cuts for different movies, there's so much, there's so much, um, there's so many like, uh, what do you call it? Like factors that go into what makes it, you know, where a cut exists and where it doesn't. Because yeah. like a cut, like a different cut for some some filmmakers or some productions can just be storyboards. Right. And then a different cut in some other situations can be like uh, what I assume is happening in Suicide Squad. It's like, finished yeah it's just yeah. that they had to re-edit it right so when this came out i was kind of blown away because i kept hearing about it and i was on the camp where i was thinking it doesn't exist because you know usually people on the internet like to talk a lot but they don't necessarily know what this, what they're talking about the, exactly what they're talking about so i always was like it doesn't exist and then it and then they then and then they announced it zach snyder announces it i think he did that on a like a Vero. live stream yeah on Vero. didn't he yeah, on a on a stream or something. I think there was like a like a watch along or something like that for mm-hmm, Man of mm-hmm. Steel. Yeah, it was Man of Steel. It was May twenty twenty twenty. Yes, yes, yes. And then and then when I when I heard about that, I was like, "What? Mm-hmm. I have to see this now." And that's where we are. And that's why. Where was I even going with this? I just started ranting. You were talking. Later. Well, it was it was about. <laughs> We were talking about Steppenwolf and like just kind of like this whole arc that they built yes. for him, and then and then you were just like that's what it blown was. away by like how different this movie is. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So, not and being, I, I not being a solid fan of the DCEU and everything. Yeah, which is, yeah. that's what it was. One hundred percent. Yeah, here okay. we are enjoying I, it. I get, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is like the amount of times that I've gone back and forth with you know a pure love and passion for like these these movies and the storytelling that exists yeah. in these in these handful of movies versus. Um, just being completely overwhelmed with, <laughs> you know, just like all of it, where it's just like, okay, at the end of the day, you know what? It's a movie. It's done. Like I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. I, I got. I got work at nine. You know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I completely understand it, but that's. I think that's a really cool thing, especially when um we're all just fan. Oh my gosh. The dog's a fan. That dog's a ex- that dog's the biggest fan out of this entire building. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I get that. Anyway, I was going to say that just like fans coming together and just being able to discuss um, the storytelling, the filmmaking, the project yeah. as a whole, and how it just comes full circle, I think is yeah. um, the biggest enjoyment that I get out of all of this. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't care if people love or hate this movie. I want to know all of the opinions about why you came up with that consensus, mm-hmm. you know? Like, enlighten me to things that I don't know is stuff that I'm seeing because I'm too starry-eyed and goo-goo-eyed because Ben Affleck Batman is on screen. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah. It's all extremely appreciated. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I wanted to say, that brings me to what I wanted to say like from the very beginning here is that, so after you gave me that little kind of history lesson about Steppenwolf and his relation mm-hmm. with uh, with Darkseid. What I felt was in this movie is that I mean, he's kind of pathetic in this movie as well, as much as he was. in, And that's 
and and you're and you're saying that as if it was like intentional and I didn't realize that it might have been intentional because to yeah. me it just felt like he should be the big bad here and you know he should be a little bit more intimidating but it always seemed like he was you know uh just doing the things that he was supposed to do by his superiors and it's you know and to me it always felt like oh he's not a very effective villain then that's kind of what I felt in while well, when watching uh this version specifically because uh, i don't remember him in the in, in the joss version like he's, he's just there he's mm -hmm. just an action figure yeah. i don't know what he is just big and guy. sometimes he's and sometimes he's he's not there but doing something off screen so even in the theatrical cut there's there'll be lines of ex exposition where it's like oh yeah. he's he's gotten the third mother box like mm -hmm. time time's up like we and it's like, wh when did he do that? And they when just, did he? Do, yeah, there's yeah. no, there's, 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 so you're not showing that. No. So, but yeah, yes, that, no, that's he, the one critique here. Yeah, that I he have he garners that, sympathy in this movie, um, uh, through through the expedition by by saying, um, you know, I I I've been doing this and like I want to come home and I, and then yeah. um, he he doesn't even get to speak to his nephew, um, Desaad, who is the hand uh, of the king. He's the one that speaks directly to Steppenwolf throughout, and he's like like you have to go do this and like why are you wasting my time like don't and then and Stephen will finally when Stephen will discovers the the life equation then he's like shut up you old hag like tell yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. i found this get me home and then dark side shows up and he's like hey you little shit what did you do and he's like well i found this and he's like oh what you found that thing that i couldn't get back the then yeah um okay well uh prepare for my arrival and then he's like I get to come home. And then Wonder Woman's like, no, Jeez, you don't. <laughs> Dude. Okay. So that went way over my head when I watched the movie. <laughs> there's, so there's now, you're bringing thing. this news, you know, this new information that I just completely just glazed over when I was watching it. I don't know why. I guess I was just thinking of the Well, you watched you know? almost six hours of, of yeah. Justice yeah. League. It's got to be yeah. daunting at some point. Like, Yeah. And, you know... I guess there's a, there's something there's something to it that I probably might have missed that uh, you know my my two friends who really love this stuff uh, were trying to tell me about all these years. So I come here on this podcast and I'm kind of you know I'm kind of well, rethinking what I, my opinions. Hey, you just share these share these episodes with them and uh, and then have. Them oh, listening. I'm sure. I'm sure. Shout out to Wahab that he would love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, with Dawn of Justice and Man of Steel, I said it earlier, but that's how I felt when I saw those movies, I remember Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice being like, okay, well, I'm leaving the theater and there were some things yeah. I liked about it and, you know, on my car ride home, I'm like driving and zoning out like everyone else does on the road when mm -hmm. I should be paying attention and I'm in my head just thinking about that moment and this moment and yeah, when yeah. that character said that political thing and then that character was saying what Superman shouldn't, shouldn't do and I thought, oh, that's very interesting. I really like this and X, Y, and Z and and then I, over time, we'd be like, "I'll watch it again." And um, Nathan, you you say it all the time, but it's like it's it's a movie you can't just put on and like do your taxes or something. It's like <laughs> yeah. or, or clean. Like I can't vacuum and have Man of Steel on. I'd have to like sit down and be like, "Very interesting, very interesting." Let me let me think about this. The Genesis Chamber and like mm -hmm. how Krypton used to have the freedom of choice and now we don't, but now Superman does because he's a natural born. And then it's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like, oh boy, there's so much to, to, to think about. And both those yeah. movies over time just overwhelm me with, um, with takeaways, with with uh, this underlying subtext. And I just think, 
this is very interesting. I really like these movies. Um, and that that's why it's grown on mm-hmm. me so much. And so yeah. when we decided to do this Mi- Movies by Minute podcast, it was with the intention that um, we, first of all, we bring everyone's opinions. Like, I, I don't like these movies. I think they're garbage or I love them or they're all right. Or, you know, there's could be better room for improvement here and there, whatever, yada, yada. But what I've always wanted to kind of preach on my own soapbox is that they're healthy superhero movies for for people who who want some nutrition from their superhero movies like mm-hmm. there's something in this that's saying you know you have the choice to be a better person and to do good to make good yeah, choices yeah and i think superhero movies should do that more often absolutely where sometimes we're just like you have all this power and now go entertain the audience for like 2 hours yeah. and yeah. do something silly and, and fun it it's like Okay, but where is the education and then where is the mm. empowerment to do the right thing, not just empowerment to just beat up the yeah. bad guy? Yeah. So um I think it's No, that's actually that's a really nice that's a really nice way to think about it. And I think that in that context, like I'm looking at I'm thinking of I'm re you know, I'm reminding myself of like Justice League and Man of Steel and stuff like that. And I can <laughs> you know, I I I do see those uh, those messages being uh, put across, I yeah. guess, you know? Yeah. I think that, you know, to tie it back into this minute, I think that's where this comes in, into play. Yeah. It, 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 it's Cyborg saying, like, well, first of all, he's kind of on the, he's kind of on the risk path here where he's saying, like, I've got nothing left to lose, which is a huge red flag to say if anyone ever says that in real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know you should dial a certain number when someone says that. Um, but it's yeah. like, I've got nothing left to lose. I want to do X, Y, and Z. And, and then the, the team is saying, well, this is what we have to do. We have to do it. And, you know, I think in this moment, it's, it's, it's understanding um, that, he wants to do this to protect everyone else. Um, mm-hmm. Wonder mm-hmm. Woman understands this from a warrior aspect where she says, like, this is what a warrior must do to complete the objective. Batman's saying this as a strategist. And he says, like, if he's the only one who can do this. Yeah. He's the one who should do it. Barry Allen is the friend who's been there for Cyborg all the way. And he's like, if this is what Cyborg wants and I will help him do it. And mm-hmm. then Aquaman has been our protector who's been... Like, he doesn't want to do any kind of force or action unless it's protecting. So he's kind of like the shield type character. And so mm-hmm. that's Aquaman is like, well, he said it's to protect the planet. And that's all I care about. And so if that's what we need to do to protect the world. Then I'm in for it. So you can see all mm. these different characters and the little pathways that we talked about yeah, yeah. Uh, throughout this movie. And so you see it here. They all come to agreement because... Um, you know, and that's that's what we have to do at this point. Um, and unfortunately for Cyborg, it's like I'm doing this because I'm super depressed, but also I have the ability to, <laughs> to protect the world. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So. No, that's great. Yeah, that brings a lot of like I'm just legitimately kind of rethinking what I was what I watched two years ago. <laughs> now, yeah, no, I see. You know, I see a lot of yeah, I see a lot of. A lot of juice in here, you know. That's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. Of juice. So, like we said yeah. before, so there's a lot to chew on sometimes when you, you yeah, d- yeah, dive into yeah. these. And things. that's what's fun about it. Definitely, yeah. it's very fun. Cool. Um, yeah. Oh, I think this is a good stopping point for this one because there will there's more coming in tomorrow's minute. But um, Phil, just one more time since we're in the middle of the week, would you mind promoting anything you've got going on or anything that has recently released that you want to promote? 
Yeah, absolutely. So from the like the first episode I was on, I mentioned that I was, you know, I, I did this audiobook pff, 10 years ago now. It's a fan-made audiobook, but I put, you know, a lot of effort into it. I put sounds and music and uh, I love Lord of the Rings, so I did that when I was I don't know, I was when it was 10 years ago and I was 21. That's when I started. And uh yeah, it's been making the rounds on the internet. It'll never go away. So I apologize to everybody, but it, people seem to like it. So what we did was I, I, you know, we just established a very small production company where we would make our own audiobooks the same way with, you know, voice acting, and the sound effects and music. In this case, we have original music by a wonderful composer. And um, yeah, we just released our first one. It's called The Jungle Book. You might have heard of it. It's a pretty popular book. And what I'm excited about is being able to read from it and kind of uh, express and uh, execute what was written and give it that uh, reality that uh, I tried to do with uh, Lord of the Rings. And it's out now and it's you can go to rootandtwigsounds.com. No, rootandtwigsound.com. I'm so bad with URLs. And you can check it out, and you can you can get yourself a copy if you'd like to, which would be fantastic. We'd love that. So I think that's the that's the thing. That's you know talking about narrative and storytelling and all that. So I, I that's the latest thing that's happened with me. <laughs> so yeah, awesome, fantastic, yeah, yeah Jungle Book. Uh, I think that's my my partner's favorite villain of all time is uh, Shere Khan. Shere Khan. Um, I think- oh man, <laughs> go on. Sorry. <laughs> I she she resonates with that character so much that she always says like he's not a villain he's like you kind of write in his way of like well they're just you know because um isn't it that the the village the humans are taking over the jungle isn't it like isn't there a bit of like uh there's a little bit of that which is here's the weirdest thing right so jungle book when you read it it has it's so it's so different from uh the 1960s Disney movie. And it's also different from the 2016 oh, okay, okay. Uh, movie as well. But th- elements of what you're saying is in, and it's true, like in the, in the 2016 movie, that's absolutely right. Shere Khan is just kind of, you know, mankind is kind of going into the invasive the, species. Know. And he's like, yeah, they're kind of, and, and he's just, he's just kind of retali- retaliating to it. He has anger towards that. Right. But yeah, but the book is still different, which I am so, it's just so funny that no one's ever made a true kind of adaptation of, of the Jungle Book before. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I totally agree with how, how it goes in, that, in the movie, but in the, in the book, Shere Khan is just like, a, just he's a mafia boss in that one. He's oh, all he? bark, he's very little bite. And he doesn't show up in the, in the story very much at all either, which is, and it's just so different. To, to hear what Richard Kipling thought of from, you know, originally. And I don't want to, you know, I'm, I think anybody who's my friend will know that I'm a very bad marketer and promoter. So, uh, so I'm, I'm always really sensitive to just being like, Hey, why am I buying my things? <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, no, it would be great if anybody wanted to be curious to listen to the audiobook at least the ones that, I produced. Yeah, uh, to, absolutely. To get yeah. it, to get more, to get more knowledge about what was originally intended. So absolutely, I'm, I'm definitely gonna check it out. I didn't know it was out yet at the time of recording yeah, this podcast, so I was like, oh, 
It's out. Yeah, I, we, will, uh, I will definitely check it out while I, because we both work from home. So we, a lot of times we'll just perfect play something on the, on the speaker and we'll just listen as we work. So definitely check perfect, it out. Perfect. Perfect. I would love you to, I think it's on Spotify as well. So it's oh, perfect. Yeah. It's like lately all but I, audiobooks yeah. on Spotify, which is fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, but I would always prefer getting it from the original uh, from us <laughs> yeah 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 it, it, it's it's, you know, it's the, way 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 better for us the but, drop yeah. rate for uh spotify is uh yeah not, yeah not kind so yeah but anyway that's that's that guys listen thank you so much for having of me of course uh, yes. justice league minute it's been so fun <laughs> thank you it for really joining has. you know it, it was uh i i know it probably sounded like a reach for me to ask you to be on the show but i just admire your work a lot and i was like yeah you know thank what? you i, really I would really love to have your that. input on this you know so no, you guys are awesome. It was really great oh, hanging out with go you. Go stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's really great hanging out with you guys and talking about uh, these DC heroes that uh, have been in my, you know, in my life for a long time. I haven't really delved as deep into it as you guys have, but, you know, I mean, they've definitely been present for all my life, you know? So it's cool. It's cool talking about this movie that kind of... Do you feel like this movie is a little... Uh, misunderstood uh yeah the, but that, the, the that... director is too I think. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's what it stems from is, yeah is the director and also the writer chris terrio has had uh, yeah chris I, I believe chris terrio is a good writer who's done bad movies um, yeah yeah rise of skywalker being another one that's like, yeah it's like oh chris terrio wrote this and i go did he say like, well <laughs> what what was where was uh you know did they so, miss the massive hole that was in front of them <laughs> so it, yeah, there's yeah. you know it's it's that everyone is misunderstood. You know, I think, uh, you know, this Ben Affleck Batman misunderstood. Yeah, and then, true. You know, Cyborg, if you if you watch the theatrical cut and you go, I don't know why yeah. Cyborg's in this, and then you see this one, you go, oh, I really misunderstood that. And then, and then mm -hmm. we just talked about Steppenwolf. So, yeah, I think, in, in, you know, everyone in some some regard is, is misunderstood in every aspect of this movie. So, yeah, I, I do think so. Now, I, I, I do think... Um, like like you said earlier, like I didn't know X, Y, and Z was intentional. And I think that's the other thing yeah. is that a lot of people see some of the notes in this film series and they go, oh, that was weird. And it's like, yeah, but that was on purpose. Like you're, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman is supposed to be a bad person. or He's supposed to be mm -hmm. um, yeah. downtrodden or something. And then people go, you know, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor is like this kind of wacky mm -hmm. tech kid. And it's like, well, that's intentional. And, you know, so, you know so those yeah, type yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. And it's like, it's um it always comes down to preference it's like you have to understand it meet the movie where it is and then you could always say like oh it's mm -hmm, not for me mm -hmm, it, it, mm -hmm. not, not what i yeah. wanted um yeah but we have other totally. people directing other dc films and so you can find your preference in those if you'd like but yeah um, come to, come to at least accept these movies for the way they are and then and then move on you don't have to um exactly say like oh these movies are garbage because they're not they're they're well-made pictures and um it's just it comes down to preference you can yeah yeah i'd say so yeah. i you know if if anything i'd probably agree with that yeah. yeah i think i think it only comes down to objectively like oh this is a bad movie is like suicide squad and um bvs the theatrical cut or or justice league the first one where it's like they're objectively like malcreated they're just like what is this kind of garbage put together in these movies. Yeah, they're not reaching they're not reaching what they were intending to yeah. 
So in that regard, Too I think much. it's like, okay, you can be objective, like that's bad filmmaking because of mm-hmm. kind of the mess that it is. But when you see the full picture, then it's like, oh, this is a kind of a work of art. It doesn't yeah, make you're it just a, like, oh, yeah. yeah, all right. It doesn't make it a masterpiece, but it's definitely a work of art by an artist. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can chat with us on Twitter at DCEU Minute. And if you'd like to hear more bonus content, we also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.